The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So the drive to get people out of their cars and to use alternative forms of transport continues. We're joined by the Minister of the Environment, Climate, Communications and Transport, Eamon Ryan, who today announced the Pathfinder programme. What is that, Minister? It's a group of 35 projects, Matt, which are aimed to develop sustainable mobility across the country. There there have been 19 counties. um, They have a whole variety of different aspects in terms of making it safer to walk and cycle, to get improved public transport, to improve local environment. Um, There are about a thousand such projects already in train right across the country. But what these are 35 projects that we want to make sure we deliver quickly, that they can provide lessons of how you can do that and then we can replicate elsewhere, and that they are somewhat iconic, that they show, you know, kind of what is possible, and particularly within local authorities, to help overcome what's a natural or what's an unfortunate aspect of our system is that everything takes an incredibly long time. So it's setting a three-year time frame for these 35 projects to say, make sure you deliver them in the next three years. And the lessons we can learn from that can apply to every other project, every other county. It is a, a pathfinding way of, of learning how to do things quicker and better and, and doing it in a way often that's quite innovative, that if it doesn't work, you can do things often in a temporary way where test it, try it. If it doesn't work, you can always uh, take a different approach. Well, give me so examples that, of how it's going to work. Pick a location outside of Dublin for me where one of these is going to happen and tell me, is it going to involve pedestrianising of streets where cars go? What's involved in it? I can maybe take some of the cities, maybe if I can, Matt, because... Um, people will know them around the country. Maybe it's going start with Waterford City. If you look at Waterford um, in terms of a city that's actually the fastest growing city in Ireland now, but we have the ability to build a new bridge across the River Shore and to move the railway station, if you know it, from where it is currently to the west of the centre of the town, moving it along the quays to those north quays. And the benefit of that is, is it could open up those lands which are not developed on the north quays, and you could really get a significant development of Waterford on the other side of the River Shore. It's what you call transport-led development. And also then that new sustainability bridge um, could link up the greenways that we've built in Waterford, which have been hugely successful. So it's taking existing uh, pieces of infrastructure and connecting them up. And that, I think, would have a transformative effect in Waterford. I'll give another example in Limerick, if I can, and there's a whole variety of projects here that we're looking at in Limerick, but one, or two examples. One, the community of Moiras, um, you'll know it, it's near Thoman Park there and, uh, on the kind of western side of Limerick, which, like a lot of the planning we did in previous decades, didn't actually connect up communities with the rest of the city, that they weren't actually well served with public transport. Now, we've started to address that in Moiras, to put in a new, improve the bus service. But I believe within three years, and these things aren't ordinarily done within three years, but within three years, we should be able to put a train station in and and connect it. It would be on the Ennis line, effectively, as people know it, going out of Limerick. And the benefit of that is it's, it's a long-term benefit, but it's a real one, that you're actually saying that there's very large areas of public 
public land there, uh, which would be around that train station. So you could start actually to see development uh, taking place. And it would also be a huge benefit of the people of that community to connect to the rest of the city. Um, or similarly, maybe I'll take an example in Galway then. You'll know that the cross, right across the cities, we have our Bus Connect project and they're running into difficulty in various places. Um, it's not easy to get them built. It's not easy the um, People have concerns about the road reallocation or be trees being taken out and so on. We're taking one of those projects, the cross-city bus connects route in Galway, and saying we have to build that now in the next three years. Um, that regardless of, I know there's an ongoing wider debate about the, the wider ring road, we know we need high-quality bus corridor through the city because we have a fundamental problem in Galway where people living in one half of the city working on the other side, everyone commuting by car makes for an unsustainable city. So there are three city examples. I might take a couple of county ones. If sorry, I sorry, just to... before you get to the county ones, you see, pragmatism a lot of the time takes hold and that a lot of ideas might sound good in relation to bus corridors and pedestrianisation of streets and cycle lanes and the rest of it. But isn't it extremely hard to do because the land may not necessarily be available and people aren't going to get out of their cars until such time as they have regular and reliable public transport as an alternative. Well, we find any time we do provide good quality public transport, people do flock to it, actually. It is, people, Irish people want that choice. They reckon, you know, and, and this is not against cars or not against drivers. Like, uh, people, you know, uh, I drive and then I get out of the car and I turn into a pedestrian and same with, you know, so many different people. And um, the problem we have is for five decades, our system was all designed around getting as many cars in that cities as possible. That's no longer going to work. It doesn't work in a climate sense. It doesn't work just on the job as to how much space you have. But also there's an opportunity now coming out of COVID different transport patterns are starting to emerge. Firstly, good news is the fare reductions we've done in public transport, 50% for those under 25, uh, 20% for everyone, is starting to see a significant increase in public transport, particularly actually in the cities outside Dublin and in some of the interurban journeys and weekend journeys and so on. So I'm absolutely confident that when we provide the road space for that public transport and to make walking and cycling safe for the Irish public will will fill that space as it were, will use that space and because COVID as I said has changed patterns we don't we don't have that old traditional thing where someone works nine to five, drives every morning into the office, drives out again in the evening. That pattern has been broken and that's why it's important in the next three years we take some of that road space and we reallocate it for public transport and for walking and cycling to make it safe and I think that's difficult it's not easy to do but it is the right thing to do. But, but does, the, projects, does the geography of many of our cities in particular allow for that? Great idea in Galway, but isn't the nature of the narrow streets that you'd actually have to demolish a lot to actually achieve that? Is it really possible in Cork and Limerick as well? I don't think we should be demolishing. I think it should. Be. There are ways which you can do it where you provide, for example... In many instances, you might be able to turn a two-way street into a one-way street so that you put, you're still providing access. It's not banning the car, but it's, it is designing the road to support and facilitate particularly walking and cycling, but also public transport as well. You can also use concepts such as bus gates, where the bus gets absolute priority at the traffic light, so they get through any typical tight point 
that may mean holding the car traffic back. That's not an easy thing to do. As I said, politically, it can be very difficult. But if we don't do this, what all, all that will happen is the existing road space, as sure as eggs are eggs, will fill up again with car traffic and it won't work for anyone. All that traffic will just get stuck. It physically can't work. You can't run an entire system where everyone is driving around, often single, uh, occupying within a car. And the examples of the towns and cities which have done the alternative approach, if you look at those towns and cities, particularly towns, I'd say, which are thriving, they are the ones which have actually thought to themselves, okay, how do we design this town so it's a really attractive place in the centre? So a lot of these Pathfinder projects, I'll give you examples maybe in Killarney, in Clonmel, in Nace, or just some of the examples that we're going to uh, trial this, where we say, okay, let's really use the um, best engineering expertise to create a town centre. And, and, and this is, it's, it's not just the centre. I mean, we launched the project today in um, up in Tala, uh, where we're looking at the whole of Tala of Dublin 24 to say, uh, how do you make that a community network so that you have this 15-minute city, 15-minute town, 15-minute suburb concept that people can get to the local shops, they can get to local schools, they can uh, get to local libraries and so on in a way that's sustainable, in a way that makes for a better local community. And that's what these Pathfinder projects are about. So you mentioned the Galway Ring Road. Is that dead now? Um, it's going to have to fit in and live within our climate plans. Is uh, We have to wait and see the... Uh and um, Bopanol obviously will be discussing with the, the local authorities and TII in the court process. Uh, I think what they themselves acknowledged last week, I think is correct, that the any transport plans are, are the what we're doing in any actual sector. It's, it's not just transport, it's the same in energy, it's the same in agriculture. We can't ignore the imperative to reduce our emissions and to plan within that. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. I'll be talking to obviously TII and the local authorities. But first things first, I think they have to go back to court, uh, assess what uh, Bob Panala has said. Uh, but the basic premise that uh, plans have to fit in within the climate action plan, I think is correct. Okay, there's a couple of other things I want to ask you about outside perhaps your direct remit. You made comments today in relation to direct provision and residents on direct provision sites, if they're working, paying rent. Explain the background to this, please. Well, I suppose the first background, Matt, is that we have a real challenge at the moment. Um, I don't think anyone should underestimate how what a difficult place we're in because rightly in my mind with the uh, like every other European country welcoming displaced people from Ukraine that has taken up a lot of any accommodation we might have uh, secondly we've seen a significant increase in the number of people coming in, in, in on the international protection system refugee asylum based system and also there's been a very significant numbers of people on work permits and as well as Irish people returning home not to mention our own um, homeless issue and, and the issue of young people having to get housing so we have a real challenge at this present moment in time. In that context, if you look at it, we're going to have to find ways to try and make best use of accommodation. And nothing's decided here, so it's, uh, this is only uh, being discussed, it's not finalised. But within the direct provision system, there would be a large number, I think it's up to about 4,000 people, who may have already been gone through the asylum process, but who haven't moved into their own accommodation, who are still in the direct provision accommodation, uh, which was there for them during the asylum process. And I think it's appropriate when we've such restrict, such tight situation uh, where we can't get accommodation for people that we have to look at options, including uh, those people who are working, who are, as it were, back on their own two feet. 
I don't see why we shouldn't look to see for them to contribute uh, towards accommodation if they're there. Uh, while I hope, while I mean, the real uh, desire is that they that they move into ordinary accommodation that they're not dependent on that accommodation. Well, one other thing, and we're going to be discussing this in a few moments' time. There was a report in yesterday's Irish Mail on Sunday suggesting the government is going to step in now and perhaps start buying up apartment blocks that it would then rent <coughs> out to people uh, to replace the so-called vultures or investment funds who seem to be backing away from the financing and acquisition of such constructions. What's your position on that? It's a separate issue, um, but I think it is actually absolutely the right thing and I think we should do it at scale and at speed. We have a housing crisis. We have to deliver for our younger people in particular. And what we do have is a lot of applications which are through the planning system, typically for built-to-rent type uh, accommodation. And I believe it may be possible, it should be possible for us to use um, public financing to make sure some of those projects are developed and then used for perhaps cost rental or other social housing needs. I think that would be a very good way of quickly delivering a large volume of housing accommodation for exactly the people we need to help, those younger people who are looking to to get a home, uh, to have a place that they can move into quickly. And I think, yes, is my, my view is this is something we will look at and, and deliver as a government. And I think we may and should do it at a scale and a speed that people may not expect. Thank you very much, Minister Eamon Ryan. What do you make of that? 0874 100 102 gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.